Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is March 17th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm uh, I'm doing all right. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Do you like, are you Irish at all? No, my wife is some... though. Okay. I hate St. Patrick's Day. It's such a, I, I don't want to slander any Irish people. I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm uh, Irish as they come, American Irish as they well, come. Well, you hate a holidays, any holiday, really. You're well, anti-holiday. There's so much fake commercialism going around. It's an excuse for 17-year-old, you know, Polish, German, Italian Americans to drink until they puke. And that's all that happens. And I'm not just, you know, disparaging those other, it's fine. It's just too much. You know, it's big. It's, it's like a nothing burger in D.C. You know, they don't do anything. But like Chicago, I know it's a big deal. Cleveland is a massive deal. Where I went to school in Boston, it was a big deal. Like, I just remember like in growing up, they're like schools had off in Cleveland. And everybody go downtown. And these kids would just be like puking on the curb. It's, it's falling down everywhere. And I'm not talking this as an old man. I'm talking about like when I was in college and generally used to the squalor of college housing and college bars like even then i just i don't like it i don't like st patrick's day I'm, I'm happy to celebrate irish heritage irish history but i think st patrick's day has been co-opted into this just being too much one one st patrick's day when i was living in the city i played uh i played hoops in the morning and yeah. uh just like busted my ankle bad like <clears throat> emergency room bad didn't this happen? We you told a story about this in college once, where you yeah you, yeah you a fake when I made up this, was it yeah. fake or was it real? <laughs> no, it ankle was real. injury. It, it okay, bad, right. ba- always basketball related. Okay. Bad, I got right. one bum ankle that just okay. once you heard it, it just. Um, yep. But anyways, it was so I had to go to the hospital. It was the, it was the emergency room, and it was my right ankle. And uh, so my dad came and picked me up. And, like, I had this big St. Patrick's Day. I was like, oh, I'll get some running in the morning. <laughs> my dad picks me up from the hospital. And we're driving back to my apartment. I'm, like, so depressed. My foot's in a boot, you know. And, uh, and, and I'm looking out, and my dad's like, holy shit. There was just, like, two kids just outside puking in the, in the street. And I just was thinking... Ah, that would be me right now. Maybe not oh that, God. but like some 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 <laughs> level of of that. Not not puking in the street, but you know, uh, uh, I totally. Uh, it's one of my fond, uh, least fond yeah. St. Patrick's Day memories. Because then my dad he drops me off at my apartment. I'm so depressed because I know I'm gonna be walking around on ice for a couple weeks with a boot. Yeah, and right. uh, and he's like, "Can I get you anything?" I'm like, "You know what? I just need to wallow here. I need to just get the fuck out." <laughs> Well, that's a good. That's kind of St. Patrick's Day story I can get get along with. Um, all right, 
Do you want to make any comment about your new quarterback, Chicago? I know you were fired up about it last night. You're really down. You said it's the lowest moment in Bears history. Um, where do they go from here? I don't understand. NFL contracts are like FedEx Cup points of, of football. Like, they have no value. They announce these big numbers, but, like, the number doesn't actually mean anything. It's like the guaranteed money that you're supposed to pay attention to. But Andy Dalton is the Bears quarterback at $10 million, I think, with $3 million in incentives. I've kind of talked myself into it being okay. It's it's horrible. It's just a fucking joke. This, the this front office, everybody right. needs to go. It's it's just an utter embarrassment. Yeah, you're you're the shittiest playoff team maybe in the history of the NFL last year. Uh, I mean, yeah, Washington. Yeah, yeah. The NFC right there. Used, okay. Yeah. I sure. think that Washington would have beaten the Bears. Yeah, that may. Yeah, that may be true. So, anyways, I, you're you're just utterly awful at the quarterback position. It's very clear what the problem is. There's a a huge huge hole at the quarterback position. You've got a good defense that's aging, and it's expensive. You have Khalil Mack. You have like all these superstars on defense. You know their window's like one more year. One, two more years. And you pick, you get Andy Dalton. You have Nick Foles. Neither of them are any good. Well, that's the issue. Andy, we're, Dalton, we're... Andy Dalton was the backup quarterback of the Cowboys, a team that was worse than the Bears. He had a better offensive line. He had better running backs. Better wide receivers than the Bears. That's true. That's true. And he put up yeah. worse stats than Trubisky. Oh, God. I didn't realize all that. Okay. What What are we doing? And then they act like this. There's this, like, they've done this twice now. Like, we heard this when they got Foles. Well, Foles, Foles has great history with, with Matt Nagy in, in Kansas City. It's like, oh, well, they geez. sucked. And now yeah. they're like Bill Lazor. Bill Lazor and Andy Dalton had the best relationship in the 2017-2018 Bengals. The 2017-2018 Bengals sucked. <laughs> they threw for like 3,200 yards a year. <laughs> like, he did make why, the playoffs five times. Why is this times. an asset? Why is it an asset? Five times. Why is it Pro an Bowler. asset that, that they work together on a shitty offense? How is that a I, good thing? I guess though, like, where could they have gone? The the problem is that Dalton's well, this not is the like problem. a good deal. The problem it's, is there was all no the moves plan before. Yeah, yeah. they waited. The false thing is wait. the bigger mistake, right? I mean, that's the bigger mistake. You had nowhere Our to go. Our organization is paying thirty dollars, thirty thirty million dollars at the quarterback position, and we have Nick Foles and Andy Dalton. <laughs> There's nothing like. The draft pick is not in a spot where they could get a rookie of any consequence, right? I no. mean, they, it sounds like they didn't have anything to trade for Russell Wilson despite all the hoopla around it. There were much, I, yeah, it did all the moves going under this seems like where they box themselves in. I, I don't know. I guess like. Well, why do we need to spend $10 million on Andy Dalton when we have Nick Foles? Andy Dalton isn't necessarily an upgrade. Right. He's not better. Right. So, right. like. Okay, we're gonna suck. It. Like, why do you, there's ten million dollars could have spent been spent other places? If you spent ten million dollars on an offensive lineman, our offensive line sucks. 
Andy Dalton's going to suck because our offensive line sucks. What's the ceiling? Like 9, 10? The absolute ceiling. I'm going to say that will happen. 9, 10 the wins best a blowout case scenario. first round. We have blocks. 9 wins and we're the worst team in the, in the playoffs. Like, what, what are we doing? And it's just, Speaking- you know what? It totally is so that the GM can retain their job. I'm done. I'm, I, All right. I'm so mad. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That sucks. I mean, it's March 17th, and you like kind of already know you have a resolution for the next football season. I'm let's sorry. talk that about. Sucks. Let's talk golf. about golf. Schedule for the week. We have on the PGA Tour the Honda Classic, the Bear Trap Classic, the Swamp Swamp Swing Swamp Classic. Uh, that is at PGA National Resort and Spa Champions Course, Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, par 70. 7,100 yards. Purse is $7 million. 1.26 to the winner. Defending champ is Sun J.M. at 400 par. Uh, notables in the field. 400 par, you want it. That's pretty good. Yeah. I remember remember how crazy it was last year? Yeah, that's good. Notables. Daniel Berger, for now. We'll get to that in a minute. Ricky Fowler. Podrick Harrington. Sun J. Kemayu Johnson on sponsors. Uh, exemption again. Martin Keimer, Chase Kepka on a sponsor's exemption. Shane Lowry, I don't know why he's putting these, whoever this is, is putting these in notables, he or she. Shane Lowry, Phil Mickelson is playing. I'm surprised by that. Joaquin Neiman, Ian Poulter, Adam Scott, VJ on the lifetime exemption. Henrik Stenson and Lee Westwood are some of your notables. Uh, that'll be on TV Thursday to Friday, 2 to 6, and then usual weekend split between Golf Channel and NBC. Should we do featured groups while we're on this? We have sure. Sunjay. You, you want to do the three things? Yeah, let's do that. What are three things at the Honda? Number one, Westy. <laughs> Who could Two runner-ups. It's the Real third time ball. the charm. He's also my pick this week. Oh, I was going to do that for one and done. But you can still right. pick the same guy. No, I, would, I would pick Doug Gim. Coming off that... Whatever it was, 80. He's going to get it back. Going to get it back this week. I like Doug Gim. Defend Chicago's honor. You're going Westy, and you just so quickly pivoted to Doug Gim. Yeah, that's fine. We'll be good. Hey, my JT, my JT pick hitting this other one and done I have. I'm in like fourth last week. I'm, I'm doing all right on that one. Uh, but this one where I always for forget. picks. That we have to do it until we're actually doing the picks. And I just throw out a name that comes to mind. I'm going with Doug Kim. All right. Why West is your pick? You think he can do it? I don't know. I'm a little worried about fatigue. His but this course sets up. This course sets up great for him. You don't have to make a lot of birdies out here. Are this you worried about Westie the nightlife golf. implications in the swamp? No, I'm just you know? worried about. I'm worried about what he said on Sunday. Yeah. Worried about his encounters with Willett. I'm worried about going to Augusta after sawgrass and then back down. I'm worried about being contention. But that's what you do on Westy Island. You worry. This is all you do on Westy Island. (laughs) Everybody else, you'd be like, all right, this guy's due. He's bound to finish. But on Westy Island, you worry. So I'm taking Westy. You you just constantly see storm clouds out over the sea, and you wonder if those are going to hit you or they stay to the north and miss the island. That's kind of just the constant state of Westy Island. I mean, he's 19th in the world. That's crazy. What do you make of him giving Helen the boot for the Masters and putting his his kid? Does that concern you? Is that make you encouraged for the first major champion, men's worried. major of the year? I feel, feel like that yeah. Helen's their team. 
Yeah. It seems like an odd change to make for such a consequential event. But who knows? Maybe maybe it'll have a big impact, though. Yeah, that's yeah. true. All right, what's your second thing to watch for? I can't believe you're picking him. After he said his legs are gone on Sunday, he couldn't find the club face. I got two rights in there. I know there's a left coming. and the, All right, okay. Okay, maybe he dials it back. Weather. All right. And then he investigated. windy down here. Down here. Could be, You're home. Could be a tough weekend. Okay. Okay. What do, do we have any two. details on what's to come? Do we have a wind forecast? A wind? To be honest, I don't even check the weather down here. It's, you just know it's it'll be basically windy. between 70 and, and 83 since I've been here. Some days it's windy. Oh, some days it's not. It's rained once. So We got hit pretty hard with the fake spring thing. It's like been 40 and cloudy and rainy and just not but, what that spurt of 60 was. 65. This is part of spring for you. You have real spring. Okay. This, if you have fake winter, you have real spring. And if you have real winter, you have fake spring. Spring okay. doesn't exist. That's true. That's true. I can I can abide by that. All right. So weather. We we hope it blows. We it's going to blow. It, should it be unless there was some tinkering firm? What's been the rainfall like down there? It has not right? rained at all. Okay. All right. All right. You're it's, a local it, expert. It's Are you going to get very, out there? Very little. What? No, I'm not. Are you going to sneak? Okay. All right. All right. I, I got other things to do. Okay. What's your um, third thing? If, if they had the field of last week, I would go. Okay. All right. Wow. Third thing. Ricky's. Top 20, 125 standings in the FedEx Cup. This is this is brought to you by Deep Fried Egg, who illuminated this last okay. week. Okay. It's currently 124th in the FedEx Cup. He couldn't lose his card, right? He has like money, career money, and all sorts yeah. of exemptions out the wazoo, probably. You know, former winner, former players, former Grant Thorne ambassador, all sorts of stuff, I'm sure, that he can't. Ambassador to half the tour sponsors. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But that would be something if he missed the playoffs. That would be something. I mean, he's out of the match play. He's out of the concession. He's out of the Masters. It's The playoffs is a whole other threshold of despair if he misses that. He probably is Um, out of the U.S. Open. Maybe. Would he have an exemption there for being? That's top 60. I know that, I think top 60. I don't know. Yeah, maybe he's going to be at a, a Monday or a sectional qualifier. Sectional qualifier. Be yeah. out there. My thing to watch is do we get a semblance of the Swamp Life back this week with 20% fans? I don't know whether <laughs> we should or shouldn't, but you know this is the legendary, that thread. I think it was Will Gray, Ryan Lavner about the dancing and the Honda the dancing in the PGA National the bar clubhouse whatever it's like these 40 somethings 50 somethings and cargo shorts that are a little too long you know half button shirts and a lot of overserved they were overserved I, I can't blame them you know it's not their own volition they were just overserved by other people and just dancing the night away uh passed out on the shuttles and then obviously the heckling down when you get in that bear trap. There's a lot of noise going on around there. A lot of dumb, dumb stuff being shouted. Uh, I just that's my thing to watch. Is there any semblance of the swap creeping back in with, with, as we welcome the fans back to golf? So. I've got a fourth one that just caught my okay. eye. 
Okay. It's a bonus one. Dirt Dirt McGirt's comeback trail. Oh my god. <laughs> William McGirt this... <laughs> on the major medical. He's I first start back, it looks like was the memorial. He's played Well that was the he's played past seven winter, times then. since twenty eighteen. Okay. He We've missed the cut spotlighter. At, at, on a Corn Ferry Tour event at the Colorado, 700-yard par 5. Must have botched that hole. He finished 68th at the Memorial. Missed the cut at the Corn Ferry Pinnacle Bank Championship. T67 at Safeway. And then he's got, he's been on an MC Hammer streak since. He's got Sanderson, Sony, Waste Management, all MCs. Dirt McGirt is in the field. Starts now. You think it starts now? He and Ricky? It begins this week, the comeback for Dirt McGirt? Yeah, he's playing with Nick Taylor and Bryce Garnett. Huh. Starts now. Nothing like a good impromptu Dirt McGirt uh, update. I like that. Um, All right, featured groups. Man, they put Swafford and Patton Kazire in the same group. That's going to confuse some people. (laughs) That's going to be impossible. How are the spotters supposed to tell anything? How are they? That's the production crew. These camera guys got to get... All right, we got Kazire on four. It's actually Hudson. You know, that's terrible. That's hard to do. Uh, hey, I was looking at history of this event. It used to be at a place called TPC Heron Bay. Does oh, that ring a bell? Place sucks. Is that around? Is it still a TPC Yeah, course? I think so. I don't think it's... A, I right. think it got booted out of the TPC <laughs> network, <is>. though. <laughs> it got shunned. Couldn't make... All right, I just had a Think about that. Right? Think about your golf course open. getting booted out of the TPC network. <laughs> they got the TPC sod farm. But Kuala Lumpur. Your, your golf Greg course Wrench. can't hang. TPC sod farm. All right, feature groups, Honda Classic, Sunjay. So this is where your, your PGA Tour Live subscription really kind of Get your value. I think this is where you get the Is ROI every shot live this week? No. No, I don't believe so. They're not doing Dirt McGirt every shot live. Sun JM, Keith Mitchell, and Ricky Fowler. Right back in it. Throwing them back into the lion's den of Ricky Tour Live. Daniel Berger. Hometown, hometown event for Ricky. Do you yeah, think he's, he's having a barbecue with, with all the past win all the like recent winners at his house? Welcoming welcoming them to my event, my town. This is my our championship, my championship, the Ricky Invitational. He's won it at least, you know, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Daniel Berger, Keegan Bradley, and Lee Westwood, the UPS man, gets the uh, feature groups treatment. I don't like that he's playing with Keegan, but whatever. Berger is yeah, in the field that. for now. Why do you hate that? Just the the pace of play, the twitchiness. It's just not a good vibe for it's just bad, Lee. bad juju. Yeah, Berger is in the field for now. He WD from the pro-am on wednesday so he's monitoring a rib issue i don't know if that's a euphemism for just being out at the woods jupiter too late i i think it's probably an actual issue chase seifert how about that i mean if you're playing that pro-am you get burger out and seifert arguably Ms. a greater Mr. florida state florida. legend yeah maybe a great a, more of a florida state fsu legend than burger himself 
I don't know. Maybe you're some executive who got in there. You're bummed. Burgers no longer. I'd be happy. I got Seifert. Uh, if you're if you're you're having rib issues two three weeks before the Masters, I don't know that I would play it. I would just probably WD altogether. But we'll see if Burger stays in. Uh, Phil Mickelson, Shane Lowry, and Zach Johnson. Zach Johnson is in a feature group. Zach, what year is this? And then the last group, you know, there's so many guys they could really just start to build, promote their own tour and game around. And they're throwing Zach in there. The also rans. Uh, and then the, the fourth. What? There's so many guys in this event that they could feature. Like, wh- yeah. why not Harry Higgs? Yeah. I just, huh. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's a lot of subscriptions in Iowa, a lot of subscribers in Iowa, and they're just catering to that. They throw Zach in the field. Last group, Adam Scott, Joaquin Neiman, and Ian Poulter. So that's a good that, group. That's a fun one to watch. Yeah. That's your uh, Honda Classic. On the European tour for schedule for the week, we have the magical Kenya Open. That is at Karen CC in Nairobi, Kenya. It this is, is, par- this, is, this is such a tough decision this week. You got two of my favorite events of the year going head-to-head. The magical, magical Kenyan Open, uh, Kenya Open, and the Chitty Matcha Louisiana Classic. What are you going to do? The event of the week is going to be the magical Kenya Open because Amazing. the simple fact: any event with magical in the name will win event of the week every time. It's amazing. It's a great, great name. I got, we got. I'll post it to Instagram. We're getting video feed uh, sources, intel on the ground. The walk from the clubhouse to the range, I guess they have to walk through cattle down this path. There's these like cows with horns and it's it's quite charming. You know, it really sets the scene and authentic. And they're just kind of trying it has to a dodge real sense of place. Dodge the cattle as they with their golf bags as they get to the range. So I'll post that. Uh, defending champion, this is from twenty nineteen, is Guido Migliazzi, because there was no event last year. Par seventy one, sixty nine hundred yards purse is one point five million. So I think the winner, no, no. The winner at the Honda gets 1.26, almost, nearly as much as uh, what's going on at the Kenya Open. Notables, Jorge Campillo, John Catlin, George Katsia. Fantastic Ooh. when we get Georgie boy in there. Justin Harding, Jazz Jaina Watanand. What's he doing on the Kenya Open? He was just, he was just contending at the, uh, what was that, Bay Hill? Mm-hmm. Now he's over in Kenya playing the Euro Tour. Eust Luton, Guido back in the field, Eduardo Dodo Molinari, and Wilco Neighbor. some notables. This is on TV, oh, yeah. 6 to 10 a.m., pretty much all the week, Thursday through Sunday. That's it for TV, Euro Tour. Uh, you know, LPGA's off, Champions is off, so we have Honda and the Magical Kenya Open. You know, they're going back-to-back in Kenya with a I, day I off. I remember that. In between, only one day off, so they're at the same course. It's nice. It's like that 144 hole classic at the. Uh, I love it. Pinehurst. I think they should just du- double the pot. Get, well, make it one pot. Make it make it 144 holes. It's the Kenya Savannah Classic next week. It starts, I think, on like Wednesday, Tuesday. I think is when it starts. They just take Monday off and then fire it up again in Kenya on the Euro Tour. Uh, other events not on TV this week. As you mentioned, the Corn Ferry Tour, Chitty Matcha, 
Louisiana Open at Le Triomphe Golf and Country Club in Broussard, Louisiana. Broussard? Broussard, Louisiana. Uh, Symmetra Tour has the Carlisle Arizona Women's Golf Classic in Longbow. Sunshine Tour, they're off the Players' Championship the week after the gold, their gold standard, is the Gauteng Championship. Uh, that's it. That's what we got. Uh, so anything on Chitty Matcha? You want to add the Bubber Dickerson Invitational, the Bubber Dickerson Classic? We haven't had Corn Ferry I mean, in like a month now. Terrible. And I hear, like, this is one event that I really want to go to. I hear the food yeah. is just, yeah. the food scene is out of this world. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is, is a, the event that I most want to go to, maybe, in the United States. Come on. It's up there for me. Behind Sanderson, maybe. Yeah, I, that or the Dump in the Box Classic. It's got to well, be up there, too. Sure, sure, of course. Uh, okay, I think that's it. You got your event of the week. We did our one and done picks. Let's do uh, Masters Fact of the Day. We'll get this in. Oh. This is actually from Ross McCarthy, who's Irish, in honor of St. Patrick's Day. The first Irishman to play in the Masters was Joe Carr, three-time winner of the Amateur Championship. In 1967, he was paired with defending champ Jack Nicholas. He made the cut, and Nicholas missed it. In 68, he was paired with Arnold Palmer. You know, they're throwing him this Irish ambassador, mm-hmm. throwing him with the big guns. Palmer, who then missed the cut while Carr, Joe Carr, made it. Impressed by Carr's achievement in passing both Nicholas and Palmer, Clifford Roberts told the assembled putting uh, assembly putting together the invites for 1969. Well, now we're thinking about inviting Carr back again, but who in the name of God will play with them? Because, you know, whatever. This, he kept yeah. making the cut, and the uh, big gun missed it. They thought they'd solve their dilemma when someone thought of pairing him with Sam Snead, but this time neither qualified. Both missed the cut. I guess November 2019, James Sugru, the 2019 Amateur Championship. It was the 15th Irishman to play in the Masters. 15. Feels like it could have been more. But since Joe Seems Carr small. first started in 67. But not, a, not a long history, I guess, the Masters. No new ones here in 2021, new Irish that haven't played. Uh, all right. Let's move on. Should we do an ad read for Bixby Coffee? Yeah, what are, are we just not going to have amateurs outside of, uh, outside of like, uh, Strafaci? This year? Because some of those, they did those championships, no? They some didn't of them have the did. mid-am. I mean, they didn't have the mid-am. They didn't have, good question. They didn't have the, the F, British uh, am. Asia America, Latino America, Asia Pacific, I should say. Yeah. Did they do that? Yeah. Probably, I don't think probably they did less the amateurs. Asia Pacific. Yeah, probably fewer so There's only going to be one. Me. Does he automatically win low-am if he's the only am? Oh, now we're getting into some stuff. Yeah. Asterisk, big time. I don't know. The legend of Strafacci. It's his grandpa's doing. If that's the case. You gotta make the, gotta make the cut. That's a good question. By the way, I uh, hear Tyler Strafacci's like the nicest guy in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Again, <laughs> the whole deal is with the broadcast bashing us over the head. No not, no deal with him at all. Like, yeah, I hear he's like the nicest kid in the world. Yeah. So. Yeah, he seems like a very nice dude. Gregarious. Um all right, should we have to talk about news? You want to talk about Patrick Harrington's comments at all? I mean, they kind of stand sure. for themselves. Uh, very thoughtful, um, I don't know, talkative, loquacious. I don't even know if that's a word. But he got his mouth running at the Honda Classic. Two-time champ? I think he won it twice at Honda. Uh, said the golf ball going further, 
means it's more expensive to build a golf course. You know, he's a longtime Titleist guy, right? I don't know if he still mm-hmm. is, but he was for and a long Wilson. time. Of course, Wilson. So he's asked about it, and he start he he did the pause. He goes, "Okay, I think right. I've got to think this through. You know, just deciding whether to go whole hog into it or not, or think about the the Titleist buzzer. You know, zapping him." Uh, so he talks a little bit about it, you know, and here he continues. Golf ball going further means it's more expensive to build a golf course. It's more expensive to maintain a golf course. Golf ball going further definitely slows down the round of golf in terms of it's a longer walk. It takes longer. And that's the biggest no issue way. with golf is the pace. Time it takes to get around. The golf ball Wait, going co- further. It costs more and it, it takes longer to play? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. It also it's- slows down the... Golf ball going further also slows down the style of play because there's more bottlenecks when people wait on par fours and par fives. The golf ball going further has meant that some golf courses are obsolete. Some of the great courses. And the golf ball, and here's where I started thinking about what he's, his diatribe. And the golf ball, I shouldn't say golf ball, equipment going further. (laughs) And it could be an equipment change. It doesn't have to be a ball change. With the ball going further, equipment going further, it also means that golf I see this at home. Golf is extremely dangerous at home. People wing yes. it off fairways. You go to any regular club in Ireland, guys who are 25 years of age are hitting 340 in the air, and they don't know where it's going. I'm not saying good players, just your regular guys. But the one thing that nobody seems to be getting is the whole of this argument. It's a massive advantage to the lawn hitters if they tail back the equipment. If they bring it back, it's a huge. Bryson gains massively if they draw back the equipment. The longer you hit it, if you reduce Bryson by 10%, say he's hitting it 350, and he's now hitting it, 315, and you reduce a guy who's hitting 300, you reduce him to 270. Bryson is okay. He's still that same percentage ahead, but it's a lot easier to hit the golf ball on a golf course at 315 than it is at 345 or 350. It's an incredible advantage to the long hitters if they tail back how far ball, the ball goes. I don't know. Well, do you have anything to add? I think it's, it's good well, to just have the stand think, on. I think that what you'll do is that the, I think we've, we've centered Bryson's one of the best players in the world. With any equipment you give him, he would probably be one of the best players in the world. Yeah. Would he be able to swing as violently as a small driver? Maybe not, but he'd still hit it really freaking far. His swing is so repeatable. He hits it so solid. But here's the thing. This is the the aspect of it. It's okay. Everybody can reach almost every par five now. And Bryson would still be able to reach the par fives. Long hitters would still be able to reach. It become three shots. All of a sudden... You know, one of the reasons he won at Bay Hill was because he's a great long iron player. All of a sudden, there'd be more long irons into the green. Mm-hmm. Great yeah. long iron players would be more rewarded than they are now. Like, they barely ever hit long irons, except for par fives and long par threes. Yep. Uh, Harrington so, also... Go ahead. So, just in general, the better golfers would be the biggest rewarded. I think that's what he might be missing a little bit. The better the player, better, the bigger yeah. the reward. Because the more skilled player is going to have such a big advantage when the shots become harder. Right. Right. And, and he talked about the next generation coming. It doesn't matter what they do with the equipment going forward. You can't change now. You're going to have young guys who swing a 7-iron at 110 miles an hour. That means there's no lie in the rough. There's no tree in the way that they can't get over or get out of. And they, they talked a little bit more about Bryson, or, uh, Rory chasing speed and stuff like that. And the, the temptation we all have but again talking about the next generation he's talking about the guys who come out on tour right now who don't have speed are basically screwed could be could be so good so talented but like the, this guy is starting right now this generation we talk about this 
guys who are left behind by the change in the ball or I think when we had Kevin Robbins on, uh, uh, said like Payne Stewart was the last guy born before, I want to say 1960. Uh, don't quote me on that. That's probably not right, actually. 1970. I think it was 1970. Uh, you know, there's changes, right? Equipment leaves certain kind of sex behind. And this could be a, a mini era. If you're coming out right now, you don't have massive speed. Well, you might not be on the tour, but you're definitely screwed as the kids are coming up behind you. Um, all right, just interesting comments from Patty. I, I particularly like his deliberations on whether to go into it and then change it from the ball to equipment in general. Uh, news, other news. Tiger returns to Florida. That's good news. Happy news. It's great um, news. We haven't heard many specifics about his condition, but that he's out, that he's able to travel across the country, that he's out of hospital care and he's home. Uh, is very, very good news. Um, good for Tiger. Happy to hear that. Uh, he also, in addition to returning to Florida, he's returning to video games. He's now the name, image, likeness, rights for 2K, whatever it is, 2K Golf, which I don't have much of a comment on. I loved, loved, loved the old Tiger Woods game. I don't play video games really anymore. I tried to play the NBA 2K game on my kid's Switch. It's like impossible. There's too many buttons. The computer's too good. Let's get my ass kicked. You didn't uh, go I, to zone. I mean, I like played like with like in, the in your kids kids uh, rec league. I played with like an all time team. They got these all time rosters, like all time rockets, all, and I was getting crushed. So I don't know. I don't know if I can play this Tiger Woods golf game, but I'm sure it'll sell well and do well as people are nostalgic about the old one. Uh, other news: we had a spate of COVID nineteen WDs early in the week as we record. Gary Woodland, Scott Piercy, Doc Redman coming all within about. I don't know, 12 hours of each other. So that's coming back a little bit more. I don't know. Um, other news, no part three contest at the Masters. Which, you know, I don't have a strong opinion about. Do you have a strong opinion about no part three contest or whether it's on? I, I like it. I like it. Sloan. He'd be the guy with the strong opinion. He's in the field this week. He's in the field on a category that's like 2018-19 Corn Ferry Tour finish. Something like that. Oh, 2018, 2019 Top 125 FedEx Cup or 2019 Top Finisher on the Corn Ferry Tour. That's a long time ago. You know, like he could have won a he could have played well in an event like early 20 uh, you know, fall of 2018. Got a bunch of FedEx Cup points and here he is in the 2021 Honda Classic. But yeah, he's probably pissed about no families being allowed at the. Uh... What I like about the part, eh, whatever. I'm not going to talk about that. It's a very minor preference. Uh, match play field is finalized. Taylor Gooch, Antoine Rosner sneak in. Those are the two guys that got in. I think they bounced Eric Van Roy and Adam Lawn. Tiger is listed in the field. I think that's just the the constraints of you know an official list of i I don't know he's certainly not going to play not not officially committed um also news see this world champions cup thing they announced yeah i love it pretty cool right so three so it's a senior senior tour team match play event it will be in the this fall we're starting it up in november there's six guys they, they, they didn't disclose that yet. They didn't announce it. Could be. I have money's Australia. on. Yeah. My money's well, on Branson. Top play. of the rock. 
I'm just going to throw that out there. Maybe it's Johnny November, Morris comes though. It in. doesn't work in November. <laughs> Johnny Morris will bring, you know, put a dome over it. Bring space heaters. I don't Pains know. He Valley. can make it work. Pains Valley. So the there's team, six man team. It's going to be something like that. Come on. It's going to be TPC Texas. What would some, be the best, the best venue? November. I mean, Australia. You're short on light. Australia would be great. God. Uh, yeah, that's not going to happen because the guys not, won't go to the Open Championship. No, I was going to say. <laughs> that's pathetic. Uh, so, I, West Coast, probably? It's probably Southern California. What do you think? Yeah, it would be cool if they did it at like a, I don't know where. Rustic Canyon would be amazing. All right. And the the Canadian open spots can be filled by band and dunes. That's the, yeah, that, that's that's happening. Um, so it's six man teams: a world team, a Europe, and a American team. And they play nine whole matches. It sounds like there'll be there's not a ton of specifics yet. There'll be some team play format, some singles format. You know, they play nine holes every. Uh, they play all the way through. Every hole is worth a point. They just play all the way through nine, and then I don't know. I think it's two or three days. I don't know. So that that's a great idea. We need more of this, especially during a, a dead time. And you know what? The Champions Tour, like we said, is is was meant to like keep Jack Nicklaus, Arnold Palmer, these guys who are big, big ticket, uh, big ticket drawers, um, ticket sellers, in the limelight. That's pretty. This is. This is you could really whittle it down, right? I mean, you get a Jim Furyk, a Davis Love, you got VJ, you get some names that we're all familiar with on a course that or or a format that might re, it, you know promote some creative shot making, some frostiness, some competitiveness. I think it's fantastic. It's a fantastic idea. I love it. You know, we get every year we're reminded during the year in review that the the match play event always sparks some some different controversies always yeah. every Something. year whether it's Ian Poulter getting mad at the on course reporter for not properly you know calculating whether he'd be His the masters. masters or not yeah whether it's you know yep. Matt Kuchar and Sergio not giving putts yep always yep. controversy and the best thing you could do is get the controversy get these guys playing match play things get a little chippy all of a sudden, everybody's not buddy buddy when when it comes to mano y mano competition. Yep, fantastic. All right, that's all I got for news. I'm I'm pumped about that event. Give us something to talk about in November. I don't have anything else. Did you want to talk about that Beth Ann Nichols article? I think it's evergreen. We sure. can push that to Friday. Let's I push that to Friday. We can talk about it. All right. Well, you talked about Lawn Irons. Um, so she had a well researched, lengthy, gr- good, interesting read on a problem with the LPGA, a lot of the frustration that the players have that their course setups are um, demonstrably harder than their male counterparts on the PGA Tour, that they it's just not equitable, that there aren't uh, you know par fives you can reach in two. The par fours are incredibly long relative to the men's tour. The in scores hurt. There aren't eagle ch- there aren't opportunities for eagles. The people aren't breaking 60. Um, you're not getting a lot of low 60s rounds. 
uh, and this is a pervasive issue on through college. The article has cites a ton of coaches, players who are frustrated by this that they want uh, and more of a I guess what they would consider this to be an entertain an entertainment factor. Just low scores, birdies, eagles, drivable par fives, and it's just not. It doesn't compute uh, against the men's the PGA Tour. Um. So I think the best points of this article were brought up about low-level collegiate play and you know recreational uh, women's golf, where there's a need for more forward tees and better setups for for women. I I whenever I play with my mom, I look at shots and I'm like, how the hell is she supposed to hit this shot? You know, right? And I think right. like shorter courses in general. Um, for the women's game and in a lot of courses, like a lot of the new courses and courses being restored have been very, you know, progressive with this building shorter tees for women. Now onto the professional thing. I, I can't disagree more. I think this yeah. is the most compelling aspect of women's golf is that the golf courses aren't overpowered. A par five is only a par five when majority of field can't reach the green in two and two shot and two good shots. That's why I always say every tour course is like an adjusted par 68 because everybody right. can get home everywhere in two. This is why we're talking about a rollback. One of the reasons, this is not all the reason, but one of the reasons we're talking about a rollback is because modern, uh, golf courses yeah. cannot defend themselves against like a modern male golfer, whether they're, you know, a club that with their plus handicaps that hit it 310 yards and they're 6,500 yards or whether they're that we're talking about the PGA tour. Like, yeah. this is like essentially what's made the LPGA and the women's game so magical when they go to great venues is like they're playing these stunning golf courses and all the their wide array of shot options and the, the way they can use slopes and the way these women are so skilled that they demolish utterly demolish these golf courses without overpowering them is i think the most amazing thing about the game right right so they're their their counter or their position is the entertainment factor is in low scores is in birdies is in eagles is in not is in not the displaying that skill from with a four so it, by or not. by that thinking by that thinking people would be more entertained by the slam dunk competition and the three point competition and the in the NBA All Star Weekend than you know, the NBA playoffs because there's no defense. Yep. I, <clears throat> they, so they would be more entertained watching NFL teams go through seven on sevens than play an actual game where there's defense really trying and being like the golf course is the defense. Right. And if you remove the defense, it becomes less interesting or remove the ability for the defense to play. This also gets to the point of who do you, what do you want to be and to whom? Um, like, are they trying to do the lup and and have concerts and get you know the the but audience? But has that, that even worked? No, the same that people drops, still watch the tour. It's not right, like the tour right. is surging like this. I know, but I'm playing devil's advocate here. It, it's it's a fleeting 
it's not a it's a fleeting audience that drops in for a second doesn't stay doesn't have any connection to any players the game or your sponsor or spend money with any like it's a fleeting deal and i think like uh, i think garrett morrison had the point where like like the pga tour should be using the lpga right as the guide po- guide post right as the guide not or a reference point not this way the lpga shouldn't be trying to be more like the pga tour it should be vice versa and i think like the lpga should be i think take caution in, in trying to woo some mystical audience out there that just wants to see eagles and 59s and i think it's a matter of opinion this is a subjective like one per- person thinks it, in the end you can't you can't know until you get ratings or audience numbers or popularity rating you know down five ten years from now but like i think the better approach would be to i mean further attract the people who already are in the boat and love golf right and, and that's one thing the pga tour does support is turn off those people right the people who are committed um and i think the people who are in the boat prefer what they have now the magical like you just said of of, of demolishing without overpowering uh, that's the kind of play that that hardcore golf fans have fallen in love with mostly um, it's subjective. Maybe they think that the better route is to be just making birdies and, and eagles and reaching par fives and two. So uh, I just think continue to um, attract and be maybe the more appealing product for the hardcore golf fan, or not the hardcore, just the, the golf fan in general. And don't worry about chasing that sort of, I, I think it's kind of like a smoke and mirrors audience that drops in and doesn't maybe not exist or is un, unwooable, unwinnable. Uh, so that's all. Well, but, I think there's an interesting argument in within this where rather than thinking of like, oh, we're just going to make it easier. Why don't, you know, with the LPGA and the fact that they don't, they haven't outgrown the golf courses. Why don't you focus on making the setups more variable within a week? Yeah. Because they have the opportunity. They can make holes really long and really hard, but they can also shorten holes. Like the tour doesn't have option A. They can't make holes hard. Like there's no room to go back. Right. Right. The LPGA can go back or go forward. So the idea of having a hole play... You know, you can make any hole drivable you want in a given week, but like right. it doesn't mean that it has to be drivable every day. Sure. sure. And you can have holes like argument about par fives. Like, oh, they can maybe only reach one par five in a in a in a event. Well, they could make two of them. One day they could reach three. One day they could reach none. You know. Yeah. Like I think that's what I would more like the framing of the argument to be. And I think like, maybe I'm, this is a mistake, but it feels like they could dot their schedule with so many venues that the tour can't. And I think the venues, some, some of them public, some of them private, many of them private who are comprised of this hardcore golf, a golf fan fanatic, right. Who appreciates this kind of play and, and, you know, it really gets their juices flowing. They'd open their doors. There's a prestige in welcoming this kind of talent, this kind of player, as opposed to the overpowered player to your club or your course. I think I don't know. This is a 
it's a projection, but it feels like there would be a prestige in, in hosting LPGA events as opposed to just another stop on the overpowering TPC tour. Um, and to the point where that also amplifies the tour maintaining this style, you all of a sudden have a schedule that's just loaded with venues that we don't get to see or, or can't see um, with other tours or other, other play. So, yeah, I think that's their huge opportunity. Their huge opportunity is that they can become the, the format of golf that diehard golfers love the most, you know, and it's, they, they get there with a lot of events. You know, I think we've seen so many cool events, um, on the LPGA in the last couple of years, like, you know, pop off at Troon last year was unbelievable. And I think, you know, we'll see a ton of them coming, but, but like, yeah, the, the more great golf courses that they go to, you know, like the Wilshire event every year has been amazing watch. The major championship organizations seem to be making an effort to do that now, right? We're going mm-hmm. to Mirrorfield. Yeah, open. USGA, I think, is committed to start, you know, yeah, the, the same kind of classic historic venues that the, the men play. So. All right. Anything else? It's a good article. Yeah. It's worth to read. I mean, it's definitely, it gives you something to think about. And it, it seems like it most evokes people reaction, were, which is yeah. what a great article should do. Yeah, it's good stuff. All right. Everyone enjoy your uh, Wednesdays, your St. Patrick's Day. Be responsible. Don't be puking out in the front yard. Um, We'll be back Friday with a little flashback Friday. Check in on the bear trap. You know, don't don't drink every time you see that bear statue because you'll also be puking out in the front yard. You have something you want to say? Yeah, I got I got I want to send it off with with a Tom Fernelli tweet about God about Andy Andy Dalton. Dalton. Let me find it here. I, I feel I'm, I, I empathize. I'm trying to think of the worst quarterback the Browns went into the season with, like in March, and you just knew you were toast. Just knew you were screwed. Maybe Charlie Fry is up there. Several There were several options. All right, what do you got? What's the tweet? S- some will point out that the Bears could have signed Dalton to a one-year, $3 million deal last year instead of trading a draft pick for the right to pay Nick Foles more. But those people just don't understand football like the Bears do. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's going to be great content in September. We'll have plenty to talk about on Sunday nights, Monday mornings. But All right. Everyone enjoy your Wednesdays. We'll talk to you on Friday.